and welcome to worship as Paisley St George's. Whether you be with us in the sanctuary, whether you be with us online in Paisley, Australia or New Zealand, we all gather, wherever we are, we gather in Christ's name. The intimations are as in the order of service. The annual bowling event will take place on Tuesday night, 6 o'clock for a 6.15 start. Tuesday's a busy day because on Tuesday afternoon, there is the Connect Hub at 1.30 in the Outreach Centre. That, remember, takes place on the first and the third Tuesdays of every month. And that takes the form of tea and coffee over a short service and then more tea and coffee and chat. The friendly hours drop-in is also on this Tuesday from 2 until 3.30 and that's here in St George's Cossey Side. Come and join us for a cuppa, a biscuit and a chat. So two options for chat on Tuesday afternoon and on Tuesday evening you have the option of the bowling evening or at 7pm in the outreach centre the Bible study group will meet. The Bible study group meets on the first Tuesday of every month at 7pm in the Connect Hub. And it goes without saying that everyone is welcome at all of these events. Uh, the one other intimation on the print is if you have a set of keys for any building that you're no longer entitled to for duties that you do, please pass them back to any member of the session clerk team, that's Hamish, Muriel or Stephen, by next Sunday. Now, I hope that we're all noticing the improvement in sound quality. We were fortunate enough to get a 50% grant from Presbytery to update our AV system and this is now well on its way. It's not finished yet, it's, not, it's a work in progress, but I hope that we hear a difference this morning. And thank you to all who've been working so hard to put this in place. And finally, it is with sadness that I intimate the death of one of our retired el elders, Eleanor Carr. And I'd ask that you would please keep Eleanor's family in your prayers. I do not have details as yet of when Eleanor's funeral will be, but I will keep you informed. And these are all the intimations. Sing praise to the Lord, all his faithful people. Remember what the Holy One has done and give him thanks. I will not be silent. I will sing praise to you. Lord, you are my God. I will give you thanks forever. We worship God by standing, if able, to sing hymn number 175, Praise, I will praise you, Lord. Hymn number 175.
now having praised God, let's come to him in prayer. Let's pray. God of constant love, God of unending grace, God of the outcast and the prisoner, God of the powerful and powerless, God of all. We join in worship this day, in this building and in our homes, giving thanks for your presence in our lives and for all that you have done and what you have made us to be. For God the Father, you have created us. God the Son, Jesus Christ, you have redeemed us. God the Holy Spirit, you constantly sustain, comfort and strengthen us. God who supports, God who challenges, God who sees our whole selves, not just that which others see. Speak to us today. Shine the light of your wisdom into our lives and guide us towards service of you, of each other, and of the whole world. God, in the good times, God in the bad times, God in every pain and every triumph, we bring to you our confession that we do not always live up to your hopes for us or to our own abilities. In silence, we each bring to you our own prayers. Lord, though the challenges of life and of faith may be great, we stand before you assured of your forgiveness, grace and love. And so with confidence and thanks in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. And so hear us now as we pray together in words Jesus taught, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning, folks, and good morning, Haley. It's lovely to have you with us. Do you want to come out? Would you like to come out? Because this morning, the bag has grown. Do you want to come and have a look? It's my suitcase. Okay. Now, what would you pack when you were going away for a trip? What would you pack? Uh, a toothbrush. A toothbrush? Okay. What else? Clothes. Clothes. Anything else? Toys. Toys? Oh, okay. Now... Would you always pack the same things if you're going to different places? No. Well, we see what I've packed. Well, we see what I've packed. Do you want to have a look? There you go. You can have a look and see what I've packed. We'll hold them up, will we? I think there's a pair. Yep, yeah. there is. So, I think Hayley thought there was one shoe. So a pair of shoes. Okay. A 
tablet or iPad. Uh huh. Okay. My phone. Oh, and I've got some cards in there as well. Always useful. Oh, and there's money there too. Oh. Okay. What else have I got? What's inside it? Makeup. My makeup bag. Okay. <laughs> what else have we got? Another bag. What do you think might be in that? You don't know. Toothbrush, toothpaste, soap, mm -hmm. all my toiletries. Okay. A purse. A charger. A charger. Okay. A book. What book is it? I thought it was quite appropriate. Gangster Granny. Gangster Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've got a face towel and clothes. Wow. Oh, have I missed anything? What do you think? Sunglasses. Oh, you're hopeful, Hayley. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I've missed my sunglasses. But then I wonder, if I'm only going away for one night, do you think I could manage without some of this? What do you think? What would I not need? I, mean, I could probably, if I was going maybe to my daughter's, I could borrow toiletries from her, so I wouldn't need my toilet bag, would I? And I need my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult decisions. I think some holidays, if I'm going doing lots of walking, I wouldn't bother with my makeup. Don't bother with it on a Sunday. I don't need my iPad. Okay, don't need my iPad. Do I need a spare pair of shoes or would the pair of. Pair of much this. Don't need a spare pair of shoes. Okay. So I don't need them. Could do with that face towel, couldn't I? Could just use my hands and some water. You don't, don't need that. Could I do without a book? I couldn't. You couldn't? No, okay. Another folk could go. Probably for one night. I could manage. Would I need my phone? Oh, yes. Mm. Some folk, you know, go on detox holidays and put their phone to one side. So if I don't need my phone, I don't need my charger. And maybe I'd get by without my purse. Oh, If I don't need anything there, do I need the bag? No. no. Now, I wonder what it would be like to go away with nothing. So let's just put that bag away. And imagine going away with nothing, just with the clothes you stand up on, you stand up in. I wonder what that would be like. And do you know, that's what Jesus did. He sent 72 people out to go and tell others all about him, and he told them not to take anything with them. So we're going to hear that story now from Stuart, Stuart's going to read that Bible story to us, okay? Thank you for your help, Hayley. So we turn now to scripture and we'll listen as Stuart reads today's Bible passage. Let us hear the word of God as it is contained in St. Luke's Gospel. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, reading from verse 1 to 11, and then verse 16 
to 20. And this morning I'm using the Good News Bible. Jesus sends out the 72. After this, the Lord chose another 72 men and sent them out two by two to go ahead of him to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He said to them, There is a large harvest, but few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send out workers to gather in his harvest. Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Don't take a purse or a beggar's bag or shoes. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you go into a house, first say, Peace be with this house. If a peace-loving man lives there, let your greeting of peace remain on him. If not, take back your greeting of peace. Stay in that same house, eating and drinking whatever they offer you, for a worker should be given his pay. Don't move around from one house to another. Whenever you go into a town and are made welcome, Eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in that town and say to the people there, the kingdom of God has come near you. But whenever you go into a town and are not welcomed, go out in the streets and say, even the dust from your town that sticks to to our feet, we wipe off against you. But remember that the kingdom of God has come near you. And then in verse 16, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The 72 men came back in great joy. Lord, they said, even the demons obeyed us when we gave them a command in your name. Jesus answered them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Listen, I have given you authority so that you can walk on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you. But don't be glad because the evil spirits obey you. Rather be glad because your names are written in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Stuart. As we've just heard, Jesus sent his followers out to tell others all about him. He sent them out with nothing, but he sent them out with his love. And we're going to sing of that in our next hymn, and it's from Little Blue Book, St. George's Praise, and it's number 33, Be Bold, Be Strong and we'll sing it through twice. So number 33 from St George's Praise, Be Bold, Be Strong.
about suitcases. So Hayley, this morning I brought some suitcases that you can decorate. So you can decorate the front to make it look like a suitcase and on the back you can pack it with what you'd like to take and you've not to fill it with toys and books. <laughs> books maybe, okay, fair enough. There's pens and pencils there and there's a, a sheet as well. So, and you might want to listen too, I don't know. That's fine, but this thing, that lovely. Now, Stuart and I are going to share a discussion, a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. Thanks, Stuart. And Stuart is, if you like, playing the part of Jesus. And I, along with you, disciples. Right, listen up, everyone. Your apprenticeship is over. Graduation day has arrived. You've been with me long enough. So now it's time for you to start out on your own. Wow! Oh, I can't wait. Let me at them. I'm going to split you up and put you into pairs. What shall I do with you, my overexcited friend? <clears throat> yes, I'll put you with you there. Done. Can I ask a question? Of course. Why are you splitting us up? So that I can send you out to more places. Why? Because there are many places that I want to reach. But I can't be everywhere all of the time, at least not yet. But we're supposed to be following you. Yes. But to what end if you're not supposed to venture out on your own at some point? About time you did some work for a change. Besides, I'm not going to be around forever. And I'm going to need someone to carry on the work. And who better than you, my friends? Okay, but what, what are we supposed to do? Oh, honestly, haven't you heard me preach? They, you know what to, then you know what to say. And haven't you seen me at work, listening to people, attending to their needs? Then you know what I'm expecting you, to be baptizing, healing, raising from the dead, just the usual kind of stuff. Oh, come on. Give us a few pointers. That's all very general. Fair enough. The most important thing for you to do is to go directly to the people. Live amongst them. Get to know them. Listen to them. When they welcome you into their homes, and they will, make sure you really mean it when you say, Shalom, peace be with you. That way, if they are genuine in their welcome, your peace will be with them. But if not, well, and if you are made to feel welcome to stay in the house, don't move around. Don't make the people feel that you are on the lookout for a bigger and better place to stay, and they, they are not good enough for you. And if we're not made to feel welcome? Simple. Shake the dust off your feet. Have nothing more to do with them and move on. Time's too short and there are plenty of places where the people want and need to hear the good news you bring. 
What kind of equipment shall we take with us? Nothing. What? Absolutely nothing. Well, apart from the clothes you're wearing, obviously. No spare clothes, no bag, and most importantly, no, no purse, nor the money that goes in it. Well, what are we supposed to live off then? Receive the hospitality you are given, and do so graciously and gratefully. Have faith. Or perseverance. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Don't expect it to be easy. I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. But time is pressing. The kingdom of God is at hand. The harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. So on your way, with my blessing, go. God sends us, and we sing of that in our next hymn, which is the hymn that the choir sang as the introit this morning. So it's a new one to us. We worship God in hymn 250, sent by the Lord am I, hymn 250. <laughs> the task that I set you last week. Can you? I've moved up here out the road so I can't come and ask you specifically. How many of you think you can remember the memory verse? It's Sadie, good. Who else? A few of you, good. Well done, Betty. Excellent. So for those of us who weren't here and for those who forgot to do their homework, for those of us whose memory is poor, let me remind you. But the Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, 
goodness, faithfulness, humility and self-control. And around the front of the church there are still the little doves, some of which have those words on them. But all that we do, all that we do for God, for Jesus, is done in the strength of the Spirit. All we do is done with the help, the support and the love of God's Spirit. And turning to today's Gospel reading, you could hear quite clearly that it's split into two parts, with the final three verses telling of the disciples' great joy when they returned. And if you like, the headline-grabbing gifts that the disciples had discovered from their travels. They came back on a real high. And yes, they knew that their success wasn't down to themselves, but came about because everything that they did was done in the name of Jesus. But that's them returning. Mission accomplished. I wonder, I wonder just how the disciples felt when they were sent out. Because Jesus, well, he didn't mince his words. He said, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. I'm sending you like lambs among wolves, not the sort of thing that we would say to someone embarking on a journey. How often do we say to someone when they're leaving, stay safe, travel carefully, be careful? particularly if they're going a long distance or to somewhere challenging. And yes, keeping ourselves and others safe is important. But this morning we heard of Jesus sending out the 72 to go ahead of him, to prepare the way. And the gospel doesn't tell us what the 72 thought of this. And there doesn't seem to have been any sort of risk assessment. You know the sort of thing. Well, what are the risks? Okay, rough roads. Who might be hurt? The 72. How might they be hurt? Well, blisters, foot injuries, worst case scenario, sepsis. And they've not to carry any spare sandals. So what could they do? Okay, maybe they could soak their feet in vinegar, but they've no bag to carry the vinegar and they've no money to buy it. Then another possible problem, no one offers them food. So what will happen? The 70 will be hungry and thirsty. And yet they have to take nothing with them. What can they do? Pray and hope for the best. They might have nowhere to stay. They've not booked ahead. They've nowhere to stay. So the 70 might well be sleeping rough, exposed to weather, to thieves. And what can they do? Wait and see when they go to a door, will somebody take us in? And taking no bags, well, that should at least deter thieves. Every cloud, if you like. And we all know bills need to be paid. The 70, well, they cannot buy supplies or pay for lodgings because they've been told, take no purses. What do they need to do? They need to trust God. We need to trust God to look after us. They might arrive at a house that is, has a non-Jewish host, so they would have the risk, if you like, of eating non-kosher food. And the advice, eat whatever you're given. Don't worry about it. God will understand. So just some of the risks that the 70 may face or may have faced when they journeyed out. 
that Jesus, for Jesus sent these folks, he sent out the 72 ordinary folks, ordinary folks that he had chosen. He sent them out with no money, no bag, no spare sandals. And they were instructed to share the message of peace. Well, I think they must have been brave. And they went, they went with the grace of God. So Jesus sent out the 72. But we, you and me, we are God's disciples. We are his followers. And we too are called. We too are sent. We're sent to share his love, to share his word, to share his peace with others. And that is what we have to do. We are Christians. We are followers of Jesus. And most of us are members of the Church of Scotland. And as we all know, the Church of Scotland is in a process of change, of transformation. It's in the midst of mission planning. And as I shared with those of you that were at the congregational meeting last week, in the draft consultation document for Clyde Presbytery, at the moment, St George's has been allocated one ministry. Now that is at the moment. This is a draft document. It is up for discussion. It is up for debate. And there will be changes to this. And I don't know what that will mean for the folks here at St George's. But central to all of the mission planning that is going on is the five marks of mission of the Church of Scotland. I've shared them before and I will share them again because they bear hearing again. The five marks of mission are to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to teach, baptise and nurture new believers, to respond to human need by loving service, to transform unjust structures of society, to challenge violence of every kind and pursue peace and reconciliation to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth. And that is what we, all of us, individually and collectively, are to do. And I suspect that many of us are struggling, struggling with the changes that face us within the church. But let's remember, change is necessary for growth. But we also know that change is difficult, that change is challenging. And I think it seems as if we are beginning a new journey. Here in this place, we are beginning a new journey. And perhaps the church, like the disciples, needs to go out armed simply with God's blessing. And remember, we are the church. So we need to go out armed simply with God's blessing. And by going on a road less travelled, one where we will travel into the world with vulnerability and fragility, because if we think of the disciples going out, that's how they were. They were vulnerable, they were fragile. That's how we need to be, armed only with a message. And yes, this is always going to be the harder way. But when we go out like this, it tells us that it is the message itself that must speak. It's the message that has the ability to liberate and bring life. 
And it's that message that needs to speak. It's that message that needs to be heard. Not a show of power. And yes, that is harder. It's harder to let that message speak, for there is more invested in that message. In fact, everything of ourselves must be invested in that message. We, each of us, individually can be that living message. And as we go out, taking into account the five marks of mission, as we go out to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to teach baptize and nurture new believers, to respond to human need by loving service, to transform unjust structures of society, to challenge violence of every kind, and to pursue peace and reconciliation. And as we strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth. These, remember, are the things that the church has defined as marks identifiers of mission. And I suppose if we think about it, these marks of mission were covered in different ways by the 72. They went out to share the love of God, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. They taught, they baptized, they nurtured new believers. They responded to human need by loving service and they were empowered by Jesus to heal. They would speak up against unjust structures and I suppose, in a way, they supported the integrity of creation by not taking too much with them, by not packing everything but the kitchen sink, by going with the bare, not even the bare necessities, relying on others to provide them. It's interesting to note that in the gospel, Jesus sent out the 72, he sent out the disciples in pairs. He sent them out in pairs to support one another. And as they go out, their message is going to have to be proclaimed together and they have to trust one another and be trusted. And those they meet, their coming to faith of all those who hear it will be done by persuasion rather than by force. It will be done through the relationships established in the living out of the message. And there's something for us there that we share more of our faith by how we live very often than by what we say. And people, I think, respond more to how we are than what we say. Actions, as they say, speak louder than words. And the 72, in a way, built communities, a community built around truths and possibilities. Christian faith is not about the abilities of any one single person but it is about a community that has been built to support each other as we share the love of Jesus. And that, that's an essential truth for the church today, a community that has been built to support each other as we share the love of Jesus. And it's something that we, as a new congregation, are learning to do. We're learning to work with each other. We're learning to support each other, all through the grace of God, and the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. And as we've come together as a new congregation, these past two years have been really challenging. They've been challenging because this COVID pandemic 
has exposed our fragilities and our vulnerabilities. It has also allowed us to grow in other ways because for the folks of Stowbray, we didn't live stream before. So live streaming is new and it's reaching out to folk. And over the past week or so, I've spoken to some elderly ladies who've said how much they feel part of the church when they worship with us on the live stream and how good that is to know that, they, that people who worship with us on the live stream feel part of our community, part of this community of St George's. So we have a message to give as one community, a message to share, a message to take out into the wider community. And as Jesus said, the first message to be given in any home is peace be with this house. So as a community, let's take a moment to say to our neighbours, peace, peace be with you. 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 And finally, given that the disciples are asked to take nothing with them, it's as if Jesus is saying, I'm going to make you rely completely on the message you preach, on the message that you take out. There's no safety net here. This is the real deal. And once you get this, once you experience what this is going to be like, then you get the kingdom. So Jesus sends them out in pairs to create community. So for us, when we realize that when we work together, when we do, if you like, this faith thing together and rely on it together, we are creating something. We are creating something that is called the kingdom. And I'd like to finish with the words of Jesus from verse two of today's reading. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So let's do that in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, here in the Presbytery of Clyde, in Paisley, the harvest is plenty, for there are so many who have yet to hear your good news, to experience your love. And yet, Lord, it seems as if the workers are few. Lord, we pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would equip us to go with your grace, your peace, and your love to work in your name. Help us to work together in community, one with another, to grow your kingdom. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We continue in our worship with hymn number 286. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord. Hymn 286. <laughs>
Before we sing our anthem, I wonder, Haley, do you want to come up and let me see your suitcase? Would that be all right? Oh. That's all right, don't worry about that. So the outside of the suitcase, Haley's put her name on the label, always a good idea. Yep, and it's a nice bright suitcase, so you'd be able to pick that out of others quite easily, wouldn't you? And you've got cats, and I take it you love cats. Yeah. yeah. You've got two cats. And on the back, oh, the sunglasses are there. The one thing I missed out. Oh, a, a book, Cats by Haley. So you, So you're going to write a book about cats? Well, we'll come back to that one later. You've got your flip-flops, your makeup, your teeth stuff, clothes, and your phone. Wow. So well done, Haley. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Thank you. And now, the, oh, yes. And now the choir will sing the anthem as our offering is brought forward. Thank you, choir. And now our prayers for others and our prayers of dedication will be led by Stuart. Let us pray. Creator God, we recognize that everything we have belongs to you. We now offer back to you a portion of what you have given us. We pray that it may be used wisely for the proclamation of the gospel and the building up of your church throughout the world. And as we continue to pray for others. Father God, we come before you this morning to pray for, the, for our world, our church, our community, and our families and friends. Good Shepherd, who leads us through our daily lives, make us grateful for all that is good in our lives, and make us mindful of those who do not enjoy the same quality of life as we do. 
those who may be struggling with increases in the cost of living, those who have health issues, those who are lonely and have no one to share the ups and downs of life. May we be empowered to improve the lives of others with small acts of kindness and consideration. Merciful God, we thank you for all our NHS staff, for the free availability of medication and hospital treatment. Help us to be mindful of countries around the world where people struggle to find medical care. We pray for all who are awaiting treatment and those who are in hospital getting the treatment they need. We bring before you those who are weak or struggling with physical, mental or spiritual health. And we pray for those saddened by the death of a family member, loved one or friend. And in a moment of quiet, name them before God. May the peace that passes all understanding be with all of them. We thank God that we live in a peaceful, beautiful land. I see trees so green, fields full of crops, animals grazing on the hills, gardens full of flowers, streams flowing with water. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Eternal God, we pray for the nations of the world where the world does not seem so wonderful, where war has torn lands apart for the families of those who have died and those who are injured, the people who are displaced and are now living as refugees. We pray that a way may be found to bring peace. Where lands have been affected by natural disasters, floods and earthquakes, we pray that aid may help to rebuild what has been lost. Where there is famine due to war or drought, we pray that those with plenty share their food. We pray those in positions of authority and leadership do not misuse their powers, but respect and care for all their people to bring peace and prosperity throughout the world. Loving God, we pray for the church at home and throughout the world. Let it be Christ-centered, guided, guided in all its actions by leaders who lead by the example of Jesus. May the Holy Spirit produce within them love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Especially we pray for our church family in St. George's as we chart our way through an uncertain future. Help us to learn from one another and respect one another's point of view. Guide us as we consider what is best for the congregations in Paisley as we plan for the church will look like in the years ahead. Lord Jesus, in your Mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stuart.
We close this morning's service of worship by standing to sing hymn number 682, Go in Grace and Make Disciples, hymn 682. here with the conviction of the disciples, not alone but together, sharing as one body in your mission. God of love, send us with enthusiasm, send us to make a difference, send us to share and give of your rich blessing. And may the peace of the Father of joy, 
the peace of the Christ of hope, the peace of the Spirit of grace, the peace of all peace be with you and all those whom you love this day and always.